Mickey Mouse, Mickey's Christmas Carol. Not Mickey Mouse, just Mickey's Christmas Carol. Okay. <laughs> Ebenezer Scrooge hurried past the joyous Christmas carolers, who called to him, Give a penny for the pole, governor. And give a penny for the pots, governor. <laughs> bah humbug, Scrooge replied angrily. When Scrooge reached his office, he knocked snow from the sign Scrooge and Marley, which Scrooge had still not replaced. Jacob Marley, his partner, had died seven years ago that very evening. He and Scrooge had built a good business robbing widows and swindling the poor. Inside the office, Scrooge's clerk, Bob Cratchit, shivered as he copied letters. Surely Scrooge wouldn't mind if he used some coal to heat up the room. <laughs> as Bob lifted the scuttle, Scrooge burst into the room. What are you doing with that piece of coal? Scrooge cried. I was just trying to thaw out the ink, replied Bob. Bah, you used a piece last week, Scrooge said. A Scrooge sat at his desk, weighing his gold coins. The office door burst open. Merry Christmas, his nephew Fred cried out. That is Fred, offering his uncle a wreath. Christmas, snorted Scrooge. Humbug. Keep your wreath. Now out, out. After Fred had left, Scrooge called to Cratchit. And I suppose you expect it tomorrow off. Why, yes, sir, Cratchit said hopefully. hopefully. Then make sure you come in early the day after, cried Scrooge. That night at Scrooge's house, he heard the sound of clanking chains. The ghost of his partner, Jacob Marley, appeared. Ebenezer, remember when I was alive? I robbed the widows and swindled the poor, wailed Marley. As punishment, I'm forced to carry these heavy chains through eternity, and the same thing will happen to you. Tonight you will be visited by three spirits. Do what they say, or your chains will be heavier than mine. With a clink and a clink, Marley disappeared. Later, as Scrooge tried to sleep, a little cricket appeared in a top hat. Who are you, you? Scrooge asked. Why, I am the ghost of Christmas past. We're going to visit your past, the small creature said, pointing out the window into the night. Remembering Marley's warning, Scrooge held on to the tiny creature as it flew out the window and into the darkness. Whoops, not do I know, the ghost yelped, squirming inside Scrooge's clamped fist. Soaring over snow-capped roofs and winding streets, they landed by a cottage window. Scrooge looked in the window. He's that's, that's Isabel. That is Isabel. He saw his boyhood love, Isabel, dancing with a smiling young man. That was you, said the spirit, before you became consumed by greed. Then the spirit whisked Scrooge away into to another scene that took place ten years later in Scrooge's office. Isabel was crying. Scrooge remembered that he had foreclosed on Isabel's cottage and had lost her forever. Scrooge lowered his head in sadness. When he opened his eyes, he was back in his own bed. All of a sudden, Scrooge felt a heavy hand on his shoulder. A fierce voice boomed. 
I am the ghost of Christmas present. Scrooge looked up and saw a giant peering in through the roof. The, the huge ghost snatched Scrooge from under the covers and carried him off into the night. The next thing Scrooge knew, they were in front of Cratchit's shabby house. Through the window, he could see the family about to carve a small, scrawny goose. A boy on a crutch hobbled into the room. It was Bob's that's, son. That's Bob's son. Right there, yeah. Tiny Tim. If you don't change your miserly ways, I see an empty chair where Tiny Tim once sat, the spirit said glumly. The scene shifted to a later time. Scrooge found himself in a foggy graveyard, facing a hideous dark specter. Are you the ghost of Christmas future? Scrooge asked nervously. But the spirit just pointed to a small gravesite where the Cratchits stood sobbing. Scrooge, Scrooge realized that Tiny Tim was dead. Tell me these events can, can yet be changed, Scrooge pleaded. The spirit pointed to a deep pit in a deserted part of the cemetery. Whose lonely grave is this? asked Scrooge. Why, yours, Ebenezer, replied the spirit, slapping Scrooge on the back. Oh, no, Scrooge cried as he tumbled into the now flaming grave. As he fell, he remembered all the people he had wronged. I'll change. Let me out. Let me. Scrooge once more awoke in his bed. The sun shone bright. Christmas bells were ringing. It's Christmas morning, he cried. I haven't missed it yet. The spirits have given me another chance. He threw on his hat and coat and dashed outside. Merry Christmas, called the people on the street. Merry Christmas to one and all, Scrooge cried, giving handfuls of gold coins to folks collecting money for the poor. Rat-a-tat-tat! Bob Cratchit heard a sharp knock at his door. When he opened it, Scrooge walked in. I brought a bundle of work for you, Scrooge said. But, but, but it's Christmas, sir. Christmas Day, said Bob. Scrooge dropped the sack on the floor. Out fell dozens of presents. He grinned as he watched the children's faces light up with joy. Toys. Yeah, there's toys. And he opened up. Yeah, to give to them. Then Scrooge offered the family the most wonderful gift of all. Bob Cratchit, he said, I'm giving you a raise and making you my new partner. Merry Christmas. Everyone gathered around the table to eat the plump Christmas turkey that Scrooge had brought. How good it feels, Scrooge thought, to be generous and kind. God bless us, everyone, said Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim gave them uh, the toys. Yeah. He gave his toy the toys to Tiny Tim. The end.